to the Evil Brown, the Saddest Mexican Podcast. I'm gonna have you repeat that shit, bro. You don't repeat that shit. Act like I'm scared, huh? Aquí estamos directamente del pinche Emo Brown Studios West. We don't have one East. We don't have one North. We don't have one South. But we'll just refer to this one as Isn't Emo East, Brown. East the Treehouse. That's right. Oh, Emo Brown shit. East is the Treehouse. This is why we bring in white people. Because <laughs> we don't know geography, man. Oh, shit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another impromptu Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast. And right before we started, Caesar, you hit me with some bullshit. What did you say? In the last few days or months? In the last month, I've had two separate people ask me, why do I joke around so much about racism and specifically why I make so many jokes about like white people? What does that mean? Well, because I'm always giving shit to white people. Primeramente, saludito a todos los que están escuchando el episodio hoy. Cheers. I mean, oh, wait, we have John Gennaro here. So, Shenanzo. How do you say 100 years? But in all, in all fairness, he hit us with the A-way earlier, so. I did. He's indoctrinated. Out of man. nowhere. I, he was just like shooting the shit, and then he looked at me, he's like, A-way. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Hey, you, 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 you ride every Sunday, and you pick it up eventually. It's like looking at my three-year-old, and all of a sudden he looks at me, he's like, Daddy, buy Torchlight Energy stock. It's going up. I was like, what? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Buy shares. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you to not publish this until I've bought mine, okay? This fool. Oh, man. I'm telling you right now, I've been hitting that stock market game hard. Harder, I just, I just, harder than ever. I just went to go buy it. It was like, we can't buy right now. Stock market's closed, but we'll buy the second it opens. And I'm what like, do you use? Uh, SoFi. Okay, that's a good one. That's a, I use like, um, I got a, I got out of Robinhood a long time ago because it was terrible, and then uh, Robinhood has its perks. It has its perks, but it's a very gamer friendly um, software. Like, sure. like you look at it aesthetically, like when you you're using it, it's user friendly. It's like a video game app. Yeah, and so someone know? someone told me a friend of mine told me uh, that the SoFi app and website was similarly user friendly, but. Um, not as, uh, I don't know. This isn't you just refusing Trudgers. to give up on your Chargers roots for SoFi Stadium? No. Damn. God, no. All right, just making sure. Let's get back to racism. Yeah. What's please. going on, Caesar? Please. Come Can on, we please talk about some racism? I joke around about it a lot, you know? For Lent this year, I decided to give up white people, and I guess that was offensive to some. Did you, who did you say that to, though? I, I mess around with everybody. You married a white person. I did? Didn't you? Oh, right. Once, at least. Thanks for bringing that up. Now we're <laughs> and then she promptly, <laughs> well, you promptly, well, both of you promptly. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and it's, and I she woke up one day and she's like, damn, what? I thought I married a Mexican. <laughs> Turned out I married a Peruvian, dog. Oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> You're not telling him to be Mexican, bro. A Mexican, a Mexican woman would have stood by you, is all I'm saying. Oh, shit. You're not wrong. You're wow! Wrong. Wow! You're Damn, John! Wrong. I don't know if you're allowed to say that shit, bro. I'm gonna cancel you like Pepe Le Pew, motherfucker. He says a way once, and now all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, check him out. Now per- he's on the culture, all of a sudden, dog. So yeah. why? Who's 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 shitting on you, bro? No one shitting. Where the business? They, they, out they asked. Out him. They asked as like uh, almost like, is there a reason that I do it? Do I really genuinely have like a distrust for white people? Which is insane because a good fucking portion of the people that I associate with are uh, what you would call Caucasian. Is that okay, John? 
Shit, I, sure. Anglo? <laughs> no, I don't care. You call him white. No. I don't care. No, and the reality is like, yeah, I joke around about it a lot. And I started thinking because racism to me is funny. It's the way that I deflect from a lot of shit. Why is it funny? Because it's it used to be serious to me. I grew up knowing when people would actually be offended by the color of my skin. I grew up having fucking people as early as I was seven years old, the memory of someone saying, you dirty wet back, mm. go back to your country. I remember people calling me spick. Mm. I remember people calling me fucking beaner, you know, and, 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 and it even went into like my early adulthood where there was a relationship that I was in. And I remember specifically the girl's dad telling me, you are a tremendous asset. You're wonderful boyfriend. You'd be perfect if you weren't Mexican. Boom, son. Um, that sucks. Yeah. Spick, bro. I don't get that. I don't get that. Oh, bro. That, that, people that, have that actually, term. People have actually called me the N word. And I'm like, first off, fucking get your racism right. <laughs> but the, the, the one spick, I don't, I don't get the, the origin. I, I'm, not, I'm lazy. I didn't look Let's into be it. Honest. I didn't when, look when into it. When it comes to that hate, there's uh, not an origin for it. They're just hateful bastards that throw out words. Why are we looking at Gennaro, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm the white person here. No, it's, it's legit. Like Caesar said, he wanted to do an uncomfortable one. So let's, let's get uncomfortable. And, and, and every, just, every, every bit of humor. It's got a little truth to it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And over the course of your life, Mexicans have treated you fairly because you're Mexican. And <clears> white... <throat> and white <laughs> Go ahead. And white people have treated you worse because you're Mexican. So it's it's only fair if you have a little bit of distrust about how white people view you or see you, oh, or if wow. they're secretly racist. We are living in the times of secret racism. Here it goes, here it goes. It used to be a point of contention to me. Again, like it used to be angry memories and hateful memories. Like, man, it didn't go away. I remember, you know, Natasha's about to be seven. She was about three. And I remember one time someone on the streets that it was like, ah, whatever, man, they got angry over the stupidest shit, but they literally made a comment about you and your half breed child. Don't believe Yikes. That's when I would lose my shit, bro. That's when I fuck with me. Well, I've got, I've got the thickest skin what am I going to do when I have my child with me? Yeah. You know I mean, like, I'm not going to set that example. But At that point, it's I game over. I took that license plate that they were in and they got dealt with. Sit by side on there. Hey, before we get too lost in like, you know, talking happy racism shit. <laughs> bro, you're the one, <laughs> me, you're the one no. that were like, hey, I'm, we're leading off with this shit, bro. <laughs> Let's go out. racism. Let's yeah. talk about Grasshopper. This episode and all of our episodes are brought to you by our wonderful sponsor, Grasshopper. Where are they from? What are they, they are from... One at a time. Gennaro, you're a guest. <laughs> I didn't in the, know he was you doing are a it. guest in this house. at the same time. I'm you are to a help. guest in Nemo Brown Studios. Okay. Segway was tough. I'm white. I'm not a guest anywhere. <laughs> Grasshopper. <laughs> when in doubt, smoke one out. I don't know. I got to work on that. There's, there's really got to be, do. there's got to be something in that. That wasn't ghbuds.com for all of your medicinal, recreational, and just hallucinogenic pleasures. Do Make we, sure you set up an order delivery before 930. You get that wake and bake discount. Never fret. But if you use Emo Brown. Never fret. What else do you get? Emo Brown. 15% any day, all day. 24-7. Como el 7, 11. Where do they deliver to? Do they, do they deliver to my house? San Diego proper, bro. All over. <laughs> All over, man. All over. I'm right there on the border of La Mesa. There's I'm about to blow your mind with some shit. So they deliver to white neighborhoods. That's what he's asking. <laughs> That's where the money is. Duh. Exactly. I'm going to blow your mind. Okay, talk to me. I've been talking to the guys from uh, Grasshopper. I talk to them a lot. I mean, one of them, well, went to school with one of them, and the other one is a legit friend from jujitsu. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the emo brown strain. Wow. 
There will be an Emo Brown strain. It's going to be a 70-30 hybrid proper. I tried it because he said, here, this is what it's going to be like. What's the 70? I don't know, bro. I mean, let me. <laughs> <laughs> let me you are trying to do too I need much. To know, I need to, I need it's to, called a it's, cereal milk is what they're going to kind of do it like. They're going to try to replicate. It's the brand is called cereal milk. It's 70, 30, 70 indica, 30 sativa. Damn, that's. So it's going to make me tired. Yeah. I'm going to sleep. Ooh. I'm going to have a good sleep. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, be ready, guys. That's what's coming your way. Racism is never going away. No. And, and again, like, I, I think I like to joke about it because again, you're giving me the little silent clap. Bitches ain't my first roleo. <laughs> that, that was so good. And, and even, come on, even if it was just your second one, that's still a low barometer for mm, how many rodeos mm-hmm. you have. Los, los, oh, as we call them, los charapeos. Los charapeos. <laughs> I am, I've been, I've been a victim of racism later on in life. Ne- never as a, as a child. I mean, Truth be told, I'm a white looking Mexican, bro. I was going to say that. I have three little white looking Mexican kids. My wife is a very white looking Mexican. So when people talk about being racist and this and the other, I take a step back and I'm like, yeah, racism, it, it exists. And, and, and we fucking reap all of the fucking ill benefits of it as, as, you know, minorities, Mexicans. But let's be real, bro. Our people are racist as fuck. To each other, yeah. To each other, we Absolutely. are racist as fuck. I mean, and, 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 wait, what does "to each other" mean? Well, check this out. I was I was watching the 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 pinchy drama unfolding with uh, Merkel and Prince Harry, Prince, or as we call him, Prince Ari. Um, they were talking about somebody talk, talk shit about the color of the baby. What color of the baby is going to be this? Okay, and, okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I forget the royal family. I don't know. Prince yeah. Harry and oh, the Markle, other girl. Meghan Markle. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, bro. ESL. No, isn't Markle the uh, Merkel the one that that runs Germany? I, I was, confused. It was a, I was like, I was like, how did Germany get involved, know, bro? I thought it was a dude from fucking Stephen Urkel. I don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, as Mexicans, that is something that we dwell on, bro. Like, I was, a ver qué color sale el niño. You know? Yeah, and it's like, it's weird because we know it's not racist, but in this day and age, bro, it's like everything is racist. You got to be really careful how you fucking say shit. And I've always, (laughs) and I always say this shit, it's like, Selena, bro, I'm too white for the Mexicans and I'm too Mexican for the whites, bro. And unfortunately for my little kids, it's going to be the same way. Yeah. It's going to be trickier. And I've been shit on. I've been shit on here as a business owner. I've never been shit uh, on. Absolutely. Yeah, like as a, as a regular paisa walking down the street. Ain't nobody going to shit on me. I don't know. What the fuck am I going to do? I'm just walking down the street. I'm going to go get my food, go take care of my family. Nobody like looking a beef with me or whatever, you know? But here is like, oh, this place is fucking amazing. I love this place. It's a shame it's owned by a Mexican. Like I've heard yeah. that. Yeah, dude, I've heard that shit in the tasting room. And it's like, oh, let's get the fuck out of here. It's too Mexican today. What are, what are and it's Mexicans too brown in here. Mean, yeah. Can I, wait, like, so is it is it white people saying that? No, motherfucker. Yes, it's white people well, saying no, that. No, because you started with the thing saying like no but one. But like Mexicans are racist the themselves. That's, so that's, that's, that's the wrong kind of a self-racism. Okay, that we yeah. Get, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and listen, <laughs> we, we clown on each other because nobody's harder on Mexicans than other Mexicans. Yeah, like, yeah. We talk so We're haters, bro. We hate on each other. The older I've gotten, I realize I don't need to hate on people, you know, like I need to celebrate people like as a whole, you know, like you're doing something. Fuck yeah. Yeah. You know, when I have people in here who are my friends that are doing good things that are like, you know, they're, they're, they're machete, you know, like I just had them in a couple of days ago and just talking to them and, and just watching them like go over like their trials and tribulations and new opportunities and new ventures. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm down with that. 
I can be, I can relate to that. I know what that's about. I know what the hustle is. Right. You know, when I see about in this industry more so, like uh, salespeople like you, Caesar, uh, Saint Paul Sinaloa, Caesar, um, <laughs> and then Nacho, he's he does the exact same thing you do, but for Alesmith. Right. You know, it's like, and I asked you, hey, well, who does it better? You know, wah, wah, wah. And you said you, because, you know, you're cocky. Genera, <laughs> what did I actually say? Uh, I think you said Nacho. I think he went into, he, he broke it down into a song. He's like, nobody does it <laughs> and better. Who can do it like this? Um, but you know what? That makes me happy. Uh, you, 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 you brought one of your homies from Virgin, and yeah. I have the picture to prove it. El Chu. Virgin has two Mexican employees. We have four. Allegedly. I've seen two. <laughs> I've seen you and I've seen Chewy. So to me, I was like, oh, that's cool. I took a picture of it. I'm going to make a silly comment about it later. But ultimately, I'm like, that makes me happy. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we're... we're when Max, I open Max this brewery, are reaching Carlsbad? Yeah. When we open this brewery, it's like, why are you opening it down there, bro? And nobody's going to support your brewery. There's nothing but Mexican, black, and man, Filipinos down there. And those people don't drink craft drink, beer. Bro. And I was like, bro, I am those people. And that's fucking exactly what I grew up drinking. Yeah, you right. know, like... like we're from San Diego, ultimately. You, you know, talked but, about it with Ben. Like, this is why you guys left the neighborhood was in order to find places to drink, and mm -hmm. you wanted to change that culture. Why do I have to? Here. Why do I have to leave the neighborhood? Yeah, exactly. Why can't we create that shit here for us? And we are. So when I see people in this industry that are doing that, like Cynthia working upstairs, mm -hmm. killing it, a Mexican woman running our taste room, doing her thing, you know. Business owners, Machete, Chula Vista Brewery, owned by a black dude and by a Mexican lady, you know, married. So that it's, it's like, bro. Happy days. South you know, happy days. Machete, you know, um, Sanctum. I mean, it, go, it goes on yeah, and on. I mean, know. I don't want to say it goes on and on. Because these are the, the people thing. that I know. Right. And as soon as that list of people that I know ends, I know the list gets very scarce. And then we talked about this off the air last time about how there is like a click. Mm. There's... There's clubs. And oh yeah, bro. They're, they're, these people create this, and I don't want to. We don't want to sound like haters. No, 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 no. But fuck your click, bro. I'm yeah. not. I'm not trying to ever be part of a, a like a grown ass a, man. Yeah, like <laughs> like hey, we're gonna have you know industry vote on this and then and like okay, awesome. I get it. You know, and and before whenever there's a vote on anything yeah. like this, I already know who's gonna win. I already know who's gonna be in the categories because this is the same story written over. It, it's a fucking a Blink 182 song, bro. It's the same song. It's the same chords. It's the same like theme, just written and whiny in different places. It's like whatever. So we like we we don't like to participate on those shits, right. and it's like whatever. But we create our own club. All right. I we, think that's the most know, important. We do our own that. thing. Yeah. If it doesn't work for us, or if we're not even invited to play, well, fuck it. We'll start our own thing. And we've had a, we've had a good run starting our own yeah. thing here in the South Bay. Yeah. You know, because how good is it going now for people in the South Bay? Outside South Bayers are starting to come and hang out, right. you know, companies and businesses are trying to like uproot and come down here and set up shop, you know, in the South Bay, National City, Barrio Logan, Paradise Hills, San Isidro, Imperial Beach, Bonita, Chula Vista, you know, like all of these places. Now you see more outside influence coming in. And, and again, if it all goes into the same pot where the community and the local neighborhoods all benefit from it, there is no harm. Right. You know, Awesome. If you're thinning out the culture, if you're bringing your own style and trying to change everything completely and do it, that's where people are going to kind of rise up yeah. and be like, hey, bajale de huevo viejo. That's not how last. we do this thing, bro. Like, Barrio Logan's a perfect example of that. There's been plenty of people that have tried to come in and assimilate and they don't last because the, the neighborhood can snip you out right away, whether your intentions are pure and whether you're there to actually support them or whether you're there because you think it's an opportunity to make a quick buck. Call somebody out. 
No, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> I just like I don't I don't know who I don't know who went to Barrio and flamed out. There's been a few businesses that have failed down there. I mean, that's that's a. I mean, there's been businesses that didn't even get a chance to start. What was that fucking that fruteria that that white girl tried to open? And yeah, man, that, are you calling out Thorn Street right now? No, <laughs> no, no man. Hey, Ernie, Ernie holds it down. People right Thorn there. are cool, bro. Yeah. Did I went to I went to Thorn with you, right? And they were doing the loteria. Yeah. And we were like, oh, this is them trying to uh, assimilate part of the the, the local. <laughs> you know what? Thorn raises flags for other reasons. I feel like this part of what they're trying to do. One, you better fucking do it. You yeah. can't you can't bring your 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 brand and set up shop and, and Barrio Logan and all of a sudden expect people in the community to just accept you. You better hire from within and, yeah. and help grow your brand and, and like they, that. And, and they have been. Ernie, you know? Ernie, Ernie Salgado is Barrio Logan. Yeah, like that man. For sure, man. He's a yeah. he's a stand up guy. I mean, I I like him. Yeah. Cool. He's a family guy. He's cool. So that that hire. And I mean, we can be assholes. We can we can keep digging and looking. It's like, well, why did yeah. they hire them? They just wanted to hire him so they could check a box and be like, Oh, cool, we have somebody yeah. from Barrio Logan that works here. Nah. Yeah, you can do that. But why? Give people an opportunity, give give people the benefit of the doubt when they've earned at least that. Have they, has Thorn earned it? They've been in this industry for a while, so why not? You know, and to give people the benefit until they screw you or they show you that that's not I mean, how they really that's, are. That's also the way to do it, right? Like yeah. if, you, if you're moving into a neighborhood that you know you don't necessarily fit into, the best thing you can do is find someone who's like a mayor of that neighborhood, uh, you know, unofficial yeah. mayor of that neighborhood and be like, hey, you tell us what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and we'll sure. fix it. Yeah. That's, that's the way the neighborhood gets a voice in business. I mean, that's respect for the community yeah. and yeah. that's smart business. I mean, you'll never see me go into Bellevue, Washington and be like, hell yeah, bro. Let's bring three punk ales up here <laughs> and let's go ahead and let's, let's do Loteria night, bro. And let's bring out a lot Lotes Locos and let's set up our taco truck outside. You know, it's like you want one, they'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking duh. Who would, you know, they would fucking yeah. love it. But two, it's like, Hey man, I don't know what kind of community this is. Who's, Let's reach out. Let's see who, who's got their finger on the pulse of Bellevue, Washington, you know? Yeah. Right. And then it's like, okay, cool. Hey, this is our idea. This is what we're doing. This is where we're from. This is it. Yeah. We have no ulterior motives. We just want to set up shop here. This is, I'm going to move here. I'm buying a house in Bellevue. You know, I'm a big fucking MXPX fan. And I know you, they're from here. From Are they from Bellevue? They're from Bremerton. Okay. Across the way. So I'm like, that's why I'm setting up here. You know what I mean? Just do your due diligence to bring it back to stocks. You don't just like look at something and be like, I'm going to buy that. Well, you, know, you got to do some research. The key, go ahead, and let's bring it back to racism. Ooh. Is listening. You hire someone from the neighborhood and you listen to the words that they say. What works? Yeah. What should we avoid? That's Look like, at our brand. I was just as talking a whole. to your. I was just talking to your buddy that was here that left. What was his name? Jose. Jose. Yeah. yeah. And Jose was saying, you know, some sometimes the problems when you're uh, trying to work in a, a company is that you don't get listened to. And that motherfucker said that. Yeah. I never listened to that fucker. <laughs> That's why you didn't hear it. And this white three-piece game wasn't. Ladies and gentlemen, another breaking news. Did you know that Emo Brown is venturing out into the music industry? We are. We are going to re-release everything that three-piece scandal did collectively as a group and independently as musicians and bring it all under the Emo Brown record label umbrella. Can I play Maracas? You can, motherfucker, if you can spell it, you can play it. All right? <laughs> Until then, nah. Um, you fucking play the Macarena, motherfucker. Um, no, so yeah, we're, we're gonna- well, Can you spell yeah. that? <laughs> so like in the next, I think he said in the next week or two, like all of our, our, our damn, it sounds lame, say our catalog of music, Ooh. which consists of four, of four CDs. 
So yeah, so it's CDs? a catalog. Not, well, I mean, not albums? Well, no, not albums. We never did that. We should do that. And yeah, so it'll be awesome, bro. Talk to me when you do vinyl, dog. I EPs? I EPs? LPs? Yeah. So we're going to do that. And, and I, what I want to do is like incorporate more music into Emo Brown, the podcast, you know? Right, right. I want to do live shows like down here in the brewery where we, like, we, we get them on film and then we upload right. them onto our YouTube page. You have the cabaret at um, Elwood, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that at the Elwood. We could do that at the... We could do it up here at the brewery. We could do it at the Manhattan, whatever. Yeah. Like, like I said, we want to... We want to do it all for us. There's OG license. We want to make sure that we don't reach out to people that we don't need to reach out. We want to reach out to people that we know that they can help us and in turn we can help them. You know? It sounds... And when I say it out loud, it sounds like, damn, we fuckers who hate clicks. You guys are creating your own. Yeah, but we're not judgmental about it. We open it yeah. up to whoever wants to be a part of it. Exactly. You know, like you want... Yeah, come on down. You want to ride bikes with a John Gennaro from La Mesa? Cool, bro. Uh, I'm, not from, I'm not I'm, from La Mesa. All right. It was an example, bro. Where are you from? Del Zura, were you? No, no, <laughs> Jesus. Are you from San Diego State area, like El Cerro or Cerro? Yeah, yeah, Orlando. but like the Del Cerro is like the the nice houses and neighborhood. That's where the rich white people live near. Oh, it must suck to be painted as that's somebody on, who lives in a rich community. That's, that's on that's on the that's on the other side of the eight. We live in the bad. Hey, tell me about reverse racism. Um, reverse racism. You white guy. And yeah. I, I mean, and just in the last twenty minutes that we've been shooting the shit, we've we've thrown some. Uh, some white darts at you, bro. Like some like shitting darts on you. And then we do it out of fun because you're a homie. But in the real world, do you get do you get a taste of that reverse racism? And I'm gonna get shit for giving a white guy a platform to talk to us about no, uh, racism. Because I want to bring that up as well, <laughs> based on what I was told earlier. Because I talk shit, bro. Well, I, you want you want to know like if I face racism? Yeah, in my life? like do 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 non-whites like talk it's, shit to you? Like, like fuck you, white guy, yeah, or like in this day and age? No, so n- almost never, right? Mm-hmm. When it happens, uh, I always understand that it comes from a place of like, we just want it. We're we're gonna we're gonna throw a test at you and see how you react, right? Yep. So like the other day, I'm I'm walking through a parking lot uh, for like a grocery store near my house, and there's like four or five black dudes. They're sitting around a, a really nice old Cadillac that had a really nice system that was blasting something, some song. Oh, I don't too know. Too short. Let's go with that. It might yeah, it, might, it may have been too short. And I'm walking to my car and one of the dudes who's sitting on the hood of the car stands up, starts walking towards me and goes, Hey, yo, how, what's your body count? And I just started laughing. Like Ice-T, the band or what? Like, (laughs) I I think, I think like the song was about like, what's Mm -hmm. your body count or whatever. And so the guy's like, Hey, what's your body count? And I just started laughing and I just turned around. I was like, fucking zero, man. I'm lame as shit. And they all started laughing and then it was good. But like, I could see white people in that situation getting scared and being like, oh shit. Like a group of black dudes just approached me and asked me a question I don't quite understand. And like, maybe they're threatening me and they're like, Every time a white person is like, oh, uh, a black person was racist, it's just fear. It's just flat out like I was afraid of them because I don't understand them. I know most of the time I don't understand them, but I'm not afraid of them. Black people are just people. People are just people. Oh, really? Is that breaking news, Gennaro? Is that what you're fucking telling me? Black people are just people? <laughs> fucking guy. Next is going to yeah. tell me Mexicans are almost people. <laughs> I like how you just set him up. Wait, hey, bro. Here's the up. thing. He sets himself up, bro. I mean, anytime I'm around Gennaro, I feel like I'm, it's just it's a wiffle ball coming out. I'm like, I know. Ooh. It's fucking stand-up comedy <laughs> night when me and you get together. I hate it. Uh, no, nah, yeah, dude, you're a good dude. Um, and I know, I know, dudes that that deal with reverse racism, white guys, and I and I'm like, I just stand back. I mean, it's not my job to defend you. Wait, how yeah. do you way? No, in in what way? Like, in well, what? fuck you, like a uh, bootlicker, and they just start shitting on them, and I'm like, oh, okay. 
Right. I'm sure you got this one, Bill. You know, like, like, I've, 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 I've heard, like, you got this one, buddy. I've heard hey, from hey, Kyle. I've heard from people, including uh, present company, like, hey, like, fuck white people. And I'm like, yes, like white people have had it too good for too long. If the table's got to turn, like if, if the tide is turning back the other way and white people got to have it like not so good for a little while to even shit out. I'm fine with that. Most people, most white people aren't, but I'm fine with that because I understand that that is facts. That's just facts. Like white people have had it, especially white males have had it really, really good for a really long time. That shit is not fair. Ladies and gentlemen, the understatement of the century brought to you by John Gennaro and his words of wisdom. I'm not even going to hit the clap button. I want an award. Like you got the, (laughs) what's that Costco award out there for? Uh, What do we get? Oh, because we, we, every year we, uh, we donate it. We sponsor a program for Costco. Fuck. But you oh, don't yeah. sell your beer in Costco. I no, can't buy no, your no. beer oh, in Costco. No, it's all the janitors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just bro. the Mexicans who work at Costco? Here we go. Yeah. And then, then you wonder. Then you wonder. <laughs> I know. I know. Race, racism. Wonder, racism dog. under the spotlight. Let's put it on the spotlight. Where'd that come from? Somewhere in the back of my head. Some racist corner of my head. In my experience, it's like on the parallels of racism, but more so cultural expectations. I dated nothing but white girls growing up, bro. Like nothing but white women, doggy. Just high school and whatever, growing up, just white girls. But in the back of my mind, I knew I'm going to marry a Mexican. Did you really? Yeah. Like I knew I wasn't going to marry a white girl dog. I don't, and it's just not like, Oh no, no. Sorry there, Brittany. It's not happening. Is it because of your parents? <laughs> no, it, it's, it, I feel like it was an internal clock. Hey, do you still have Brittany's number? See, wait, <laughs> bro, you've had your white girl experience. I, what? I'm yeah. equal opportunity. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's what I want to make clear. Uh, <laughs> I will do anything. I'm just kidding. You know, and, and it wasn't like my parents like sitting me down, Mijo, you know, you're, you're Mexican. And it, it wasn't like that. It, for me, it was just like, I just knew for me, it would work out if I married. Mexican and you know, I never like put it on paper. I like never, it would just make your life easier. Yeah. Like I, I know that I'm attracted to that. Like I know I'm going to marry a, a Mexican woman. But so you, girl, were, you were attracted to Mexican women in terms of a long-term relationship, but not love like everything. But not, this is not, not, it, the, isn't, not, it isn't making sense. So what was the white, what was the white woman thing? Just phase, like, you, know. had, you had to get it out of your system? Yeah, it's like, fuck, you know, I did. I once put a skull uh, tobacco chew in my mouth just because I wanted to check a box. I've never done it. And that. I puked. So I was like, okay, cool. It. Box yeah. check. I'm never going to do that again. I, I'm, you know? I'm a, I'm a box what? checker too. Yeah. That, and a, that's what it kind of right. narrows down try to. I want to make sure I check a box. I'm like, ah, okay. Boom. So I, I didn't throw mm, up done. the first time. I threw up the second time. Isn't that weird? I you were probably high <laughs> the first time. So <laughs> I'm high right now. So when I was, so when I was 18 years old, uh, I met my 40 years ago. Jesus Christ, probably. Here's I'm, another one. White people age different than Mexicans. Go ahead, proceed. Oh, I'm a thousand years old <laughs> in white people years. Uh, when I was 18 years old, I met uh, my best friend in the whole world. And, Thank you, man. <laughs> and, and two days later, we, we met. And two days later, we decided to get an apartment together. He was uh, a black kid that had been in the Navy that grew up in the worst part of Oakland that you can imagine. And... He had so much patience with me in that anytime I said something that like was racist, but I didn't realize it, you know, just that like built in white people, racism, privilege, that, go ahead. Yeah. Just privilege, privilege. Yeah. You, you, and you, you let the privilege get the best of you. And I, I lived with him for three years and for three years, like I would say shit, not realize. And he would just like put his hand on my shoulder and be like, Okay. Let me give you a little bit of perspective so you understand how fucking stupid you sound. And that shit really, really, really helped open my eyes. Um, 
All that being said, that's to give you some of my perspective. All that being said, he dated nothing but Asian women and told me for a fact that if he brought an Asian woman home and said, I want to marry her, his family would freak the fuck out. Hmm. I can see that happening in, 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 in minority, mm-hmm. minority cultures for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, never in our house, but definitely in our family. You know, never, never like with my, my, what is it called? Intermediate, immediate family, like my parents. And immediate yeah, family. like not with my sister and me. Bring but like you're, you're, you're okay yeah. with your sons bringing home a white woman. Bro, ultimately the thing that I've realized that I'm, I'm a father now is like, I don't give a shit what you're about, Sonny, you know? Oh, I like boys. Okay. Oh, I like Mexicans. Oh, I like whites. Okay. Whatever. Are you happy? Yes. Ultimately, the happiness is the only thing that matters. My job is to make sure I can raise a respectable young human who learns to be respectful and, you know, to people outside of the home and is happy. But that you know, just means it's a progression nice. of our of our own culture and personal development because that's not the way we were raised, man. I, like, I, knock on wood, where the fuck is I don't even know if this is a knock on wood Dave, moment. Um, Over here. Oh, there it is. That's how I was raised. Like my, with my parents, my parents, um, I was, I'm very fortunate. I'm very fucking privileged when it comes to those things. Uh, when it comes to having a stable foundation and a stable family, I don't have daddy issues. I don't have mama issues. My parents were always there. They're all, if they're, they have one knock on them is that they work too much. You know, so I was always like at my grandma's house or at my tia's house. So my abuelita, my tia. It's a good thing you didn't pick up on that. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, it's like, that's the only knock is like, okay, well, they weren't there. But now I'm like, my mom takes care of my sister's kid and our kids. So it's yeah, like, you man. know, it is what it is. But in our home, bro, it was like never, hey, mijo, y no quiero que traigas una güerita a la casa. No quiero, you know, it's like, no. Like that was never an issue. For me, it was just like, I don't know, bro. I, I felt like I had something inside me. Like, all right, cool. Let's get all these white women out of the way. Yeah. So I can marry a Mexican. I'm, you know, like ultimately, I guess it was like, I don't know. what What is it when uh, the football players go to the combine? All that shit was a combine for me until I got drafted by my wife. That was, then, that was, that was your training camp? That was my training camp until I got yeah. drafted by the wifey. And there it was. My sister, on the other hand, married my once upon a time best friend, you know? Mm-hmm. And I say once upon a time and people are like, fucking you hate him now? No, once you married my sister, you're my family. So he's my brother now. Yeah, so it's yeah. like. And with that mustache, is he white? everybody's brother. He's the whitest motherfucker you ever gonna meet, boy. Hey, His dad is from Auburn. They're all like from the South. His name's Sean. I worked with him. We hung out. I would bring him over. We'd hang out at family parties. What the fuck? That's where it happened. I was gonna say. <laughs> no, so he'd always you come over guys. and and um, he looked like uh, we just had, we had a, we, we hang out now that uh, my parents are back, like they have their vaccines and my abuelita, they all have their vaccines. Um, so we, we feel a little bit more comfortable hanging out and having like Sunday dinners again. Right. We were at their house at my parents' house and they came over and we came over and uh, we were just shooting the shit and just talking about, oh, Sean, you fucking look like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron yeah, it fucking looks like Aaron Rodgers and like to an extent like Jake Gyllenhaal and then, and, and we're just kind of going down the list and shit. And I just realized like, fuck yeah, like we might look like a weird dynamic because Sean is a white guy, bro. You know, you can't blame my sister. She wanted to fucking own a home, bro. Like that's, <laughs> these are the, the boxes you have to change. Her credit score Truth be told, my sister purchased the home and inherited Sean. Okay. Well, well, just well. so you know, yeah. just so you fucking now, know. Now what's up, Aaron? <laughs> but I mean, that's, you know, that's the, the fucking shit talk that we do in the house. Yes. That's just kind of like, oh, you know what you want? You need to increase your credit score. Marry a white girl, bro. Yeah. You know? That's just the shit that goes down. But Sean is a stand-up guy. My parents welcomed him with open arms. 
hard work. You know, you know, and I mean, I can only speak for my family. I, I, don't, I don't live in there. His parents' house, so I don't know the conversations, but I, yeah. from from what I know of them, uh, they seem like they're very um, welcoming to my sister and, and you know, the, our culture of her showing up with uh, Filipino Cheeto fingers and, you know, shit like that. Like, they're very receptive and they, they accept her. You're looking at me like, yo, your sister really rolls up with Filipino Cheeto fingers. <laughs> well, which, which, which Mexican doesn't? Uh, Cynthia probably doesn't. Um, <laughs> oh, she just walked in. Oh, um, so, yeah, so, you know, so, so it's just like, it's just like I, I just don't, I don't know what goes on in their house, but I'd like to think that everything is cool over there too. You know what I'm saying? And and where that culture exists and where it separates itself, it's different from family to family. But I know that, you know, for me personally, there, there was a lot of that backlash for what you were doing and the following in the, in what the generational footsteps were for you. Yeah. When she married you. Did you get did you get backlash from marrying a white woman? No, no, no. But that's the thing. Yo, wait. It's, so where did the white the, the white the white lash? Where did the the, the, the lash, backlash? I, I like that. Where did the backlash come from? From her family? No, no, no. And, and listen, I'll be honest. By the time it got to like my personal life, it was already gone. But like as a kid, I remember like all the shit talking about like oh you know you're bringing a white woman in or yeah you know what I mean like I remember hearing that stuff. They said but, it in Spanish. Yeah, the white people. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's crazy talk. <laughs> That'd but, be crazy if if Karen and, and Bill were like, I mean, the pinche morenito. Chad, you're like, damn, bro, how do you speak yeah, Spanish yeah. so fluently? Yeah, what? This guy says, hey, wait. Hey, so, did you tell them you were from St. Paul, Sinaloa? Or what? <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why they were a little fucking freaked out. St. Paul, Sinaloa. We're like, we building, can't have fucking Chapo's pyramids. grandson coming in here and marrying our daughter. <laughs> El Chapo? El Chapo. Yeah, but I mean, like, again, uh, that, to bring it back full circle, like, dealing with some of that shit makes me joke about it now because I took an uncomfortable situation and I found a way to make it humorous, mm. you know, and my therapist thinks I need to stop doing that. <laughs> do you have a therapist? Yeah, I do. Tell me about that. I mean, it's someone that I need to talk to because my mind goes in a thousand different places mm. and I don't ever want to revert back to the addiction problems I had. So without a therapist, you think you would go back to addiction? No, it certainly helps though. And it certainly helps to have a professional to talk my problems out with and, you know, someone that's certified to get those, uh, those issues. Los demonios, yeah, yeah, In yeah. the last month, people have told me that you should really look into therapy. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I mean, listen, it, it's for some people. It's not for everybody. And without- This is my therapy, bro. Yeah, okay. Like I get to talk to adults and just shoot the shit, you know? Right. I mean, and, and, and everyone has their own avenues and releases. And I've learned- thankfully with this man right here about like not just relying on one Avenue and being able to rely on my friends and not just act like, Oh yeah, shit, I got it under control, you know? And I feel like that's what a lot of us do, you know, it's that machismo. And I don't know if that's a Mexican thing or that's also, what would a white guy call that? Like machismo. <laughs> it's the same word, bro. That did, Gennaro just corrected you on the fucking proper use of that. <laughs> you said machismo. That sounds like a cherry or some shit. Dog. That's machismo. Oh my dog. <laughs> now I want an old fashioned dog. Oh, mm. um, therapy. I, I feel like that's a, like a stigma in, in our culture, bro. It's stigma in every culture. Nah, bro. Yes, I is. had. Okay. I grew up in Bonita. Okay. Uh, Bonita. Bonita. Basically Eastlake guys. The, no, no. Well, there's way. That's the thing. That's it's way before Eastlake. You know, Eastlake brought all the minorities were there. That's what we like. Uh. Bonita later on in life, Bonita earlier on in life was just just white folk, bro. 
So I went to school with a bunch of white kids. Well, you went to the most diverse high school. Late, that's what I'm saying later on. But growing up, like middle school and in elementary and then oh, something we did in high backwards school. Then. Like I, I, I grew up and it was nothing but white kids, you know? Like they, they were all named John and they all fucking brought like fucking sandwiches with American Craft singles in there and shit. <laughs> Whatever you guys do. Um, it was all there for the taking. Juice boxes. And they the were like, oh, bro, like, are you going to hang out and play soccer after school? No, I got to go to the therapist. And I was like, and then it happened in, on multiple occasions. Oh shit! Yeah, so I was like, hmm? and like most of them, like their parents were divorced and, and shit. Yeah, see, it's, it's parents who send their kids. Yeah, to- and, and they would go to therapy. So I mean, for me, I was like, I don't know, what the fuck are you going to therapy no, for? You I, know, I, but I, I sought it out on my own. Yeah, but, I mean that's that's see, different. I, I always like I'd be like, hey, you want to hang out and play soccer after school? Like, oh no, I got a catechism. I had no idea what the fuck that was. Yeah, I mean therapy for us is that what people eat therapy for white people is like us playing soccer. Like we'll do that shit anywhere at any time, bro. Here's the thing: like we fucking get down. I've never. You got bonus? No, take off your shoes. Boom, that's a goal. Boom, you take off your shoes. That's another goal. Boom, we don't have a ball. Ah, fuck it, let's pretend. (laughs) I've never actually. I have nothing against therapy. I think everyone needs therapy at some point in their life, but I've never actually gone myself. Really, I never would have thought. And it's. (laughs) I know, messed up. But like, like two or three weeks ago, I got severely depressed. Why? Um, a number of reasons. Give me the main reason. Uh, the main reason was uh, I started thinking about um, what happened at the end of my my last job and okay. the fact that I've been unemployed for like six months now, which I never thought I would be. One word, pandemic, proceed. Yeah, and I just, I started feeling like completely worthless. And then like, when you start feeling worthless as like a, a, a person who doesn't have a job, whatever, you start feeling worthless as a husband, worthless mm. as a father. And I was just like, <clears throat> I, it was bad. And it was also like one of those weeks where it was raining. So like I couldn't get out and get some sunshine, get some exercise. Damn, motherfucker, you sound like a dashboard confessional video right now. <laughs> I, I love dashboard confessional for this exact you reason. Sound like that's, it. that's my therapy. And so I was, long, sweet summer. <laughs> and I was, I was like really, 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 I, I went to a really dark place for like three or four days. How and, long ago was this? Three weeks. Bro, we've been in contact in that time. Yeah, exactly. Well, I cover it up, right? Because that's what you do. That's the, that's the machismo. Mm-hmm. But I don't cover it up with my wife, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't lie to my wife. And so I told her, like, look, I'm, I'm in a really, really bad place. And she talked to her therapist because she's got a therapist. And she was like, hey, I need some recommendations for my husband because we don't want to go to the same therapist. So she she got me some recommendations. Lady sends it to me. By time her therapist sent me the recommendations, which was like three or four days, I was like, oh, I feel like I'm coming out of it. So I'm like, I don't need to talk to anyone. I feel like I'm out of it now. And like a couple of days go by, weather gets nice. I go for some bike rides. I start feeling better about myself. I, I do some job interviews. I start feeling better about myself. And I'm like, oh shit, I don't need to talk to anybody at all. And my wife's still in the back of my head like, now you should talk to somebody. Like even if things got better, you should talk to somebody because it's good to have that person there to keep you balanced. You don't just need to talk to someone when you're really down. You should probably talk to someone all the time to keep you balanced. And I still haven't done it. That's what we're here for you, buddy. Is this podcast this my is, shit? How much do I owe you? Are we gonna well, I didn't you? bring a that lot. Was, uh, we're, we're currently taking new applicants and you know, this is an intervention of sorts. John, it bothers me that you you go through that. I mean, I feel like it's a nat- natural emotion. Do you but not? I I, I, oh, I go, I'm, I have down feelings, bro. Early on yeah. in the pandemic. I talked to, I, I think I, I went over it with Caesar. I went over it with my wife. I mean, I always just feel like you're up until, I'm in, bro. until you work yourself bro. like down and then you're back up. But here's the you, thing. When my, my, my downs, they're down, you know, like if I'm down, I'm down and I just feel like useless. I'm like, ah, what the fuck am I doing? Right. It's like, how am I going to get up and operate this business or, or that business? Never or seen that get guy. Up? Yeah. I mean, and I think, 
I have that old school mentality. Like, shut up, get up, stop being a whiner. Is because you're so good. You have it so fucking good. You don't even know how good you have it. You got to keep going. So I just kind of like, and it's lame because that what what's that one movie with Freddie Prince Jr. and the hacky sack dog? Uh, Are you making fun of him for Dashboard Confessional? Yeah, bro. <laughs> hey, man, I'm the king of like lame ass Your '90s movies, bro. Uh, so Freddie is- Prince Jr. is on stage, and uh, she's all that, bro. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and he's oh, juggling. Okay. The, he's doing the hacky sack. So much pressure. Gotta keep it going. Boom. Gotta can't let the fucking hacky sack drop, bro. Gotta go do this. Gotta do that. Oh, balance. Oh, my fucking kids need diapers. Oh, I gotta get up. Oh. Food. Oh shit. Oh, oh. And then you can't he, let people down. And then he drops the fucking hacky sack and he's like, oh, I failed everybody. So like I I that's sometimes I drop the hacky I sack. Mean, yeah. And you know, sometimes I feel like I, I I emotionally drop the hacky sack and then wifey knows. Like she just says, what's wrong? It's like, uh everything. I think, I think for nothing's you, working. We we've talked about how for you it surfaces as like imposter syndrome and mm-hmm. the the fear of failure, yeah. especially like with your upbringing. Before kids, my failure was fear. Now with kids, everything fucking scares me, bro. Like, oh shit, I gotta make sure this is taken care of. I gotta make sure that box is checked. But it's like, ultimately, if you climb the ladder all the way to the top, it's not letting people down. I feel like too many people look at me to like have an answer. Too many people look at me to like shoulder the load. Too many people look at me to like, connect one to the other and just make it but whole. You, you, you bring know? that on yourself. Yeah. And I like you, that. You, I like you, that pressure. You're always in 50 different things. That pressure. I don't know what it would be like to not have that pressure. And I don't always make it happen. You know, sometimes so I sometimes fail. Sometimes you operate yeah. better because of that. Yeah. So I, I, most of the times I'm a procrastinator I, in the sense that I love to work under pressure. Mm-hmm. I like to put 12 things on my plate, you know? when I know I only have enough time to do seven of those things. And that way, when you do 10, you still feel really good. Yeah, Cause like, you're like, well, oh, a normal this. person does seven. Yeah, I did but fucking I can do this. 10. Like, what do you want? I can't do it all, you know? So I go down. I get down. I've, I've, I've never seen you not come through though. I'm sure it happens. Fuck. I've just never seen it. Right. I mean, I see you once a week, but I've the never. What do you want, John? I'm just Where saying. Where do you want, you little cack? Like, no, 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 I'm just saying. Like, I'm, I'm always. Play that Sarah McLaughlin. We're going to know. I'm, I'm always somewhat in awe of. What song did she see? When, with all the, the sad, with, the puppies all, with all the sad, oh, those sad dogs yeah. in the cages. Only 12 cents a day. You two can save Skippy's oh. little life. <laughs> There's um, a puppy with a puppy. I've just. <laughs> I've just, I'm always impressed by how much you take on and how it never seems to weigh on you, right? Like mm-hmm. even, uh, so last, last weekend we came by here after we did the, the Mount Sold Out ride and you were here with your kids and mm-hmm. your wife mm-hmm. and you were like, you were business owner and you were dad and you were husband and you were doing it all. And like, you just seemed comfortable. And I was like, I'd be so stressed in that environment. Like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. And like, you just seem comfortable in the chaos all the time. And that's, that's I impressive. Am, I mean, the name of my future book will be a comfort in chaos. You're welcome. <laughs> am I getting like 5%? Honestly, now. bro. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, I, that's, I function the best like that. I'm 41 now. And the thing that I've realized at 41 is I need to prioritize. Like who, and who, I was talking to Joanne and, and Nettie about this. Like mm-hmm. we all have a cup. You know, we all have a cup and in that cup, a certain amount of liquid is allowed in that cup before you feel it too much and shit starts coming out. Right. I need to prioritize whose liquid I allow in my cup. You know, obviously, <laughs> I know, right? Let me use my sultry voice. I got, I got some liquid for you. <laughs> See, and that's why, my friend, you get in trouble. It's comments like that. I was just talking about this beer <laughs> I have in my hand. Um, and, and I just have to realize, you know, my family and my obligations are my priorities. That's it. 
everything else. And I'm the idiot. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Family, kids, boom. Uh-oh. Business. Oh, another business. Oh, another business. Oh, here's a podcast. Oh, here's a nonprofit. Oh, let's fucking do this for the bike ride. Oh, you're, we're starting a soccer team. Oh, now we're going to fucking do a record right, label. label yeah. Now we're going to rebirth the fucking, the music band, the band and shit. So it's like, boom, boom, boom. I sorely start dripping it, but I, I need that shit, dog. And, and, in, and in fairness, we talked about this at the beginning of the pandemic that the silver lining from all of this is that it's allowed us to reprioritize our lives and figure out what's important. And we've discussed at length the necessity to trim the fat, figure out the things in your life that are not important. And I think we've all done a wonderful job of cutting that shit out. What if it's all important? What, what if I can't find anything that I want to trim? See, that's the, that's the thing. I know, I know his priorities are really easy. Like it's like daughter. He called you simple, bro. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's, 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 it's daughter, work, friends in Burritos. that order. Daughter, work, friends. Burritos. And, and, and like, and like uh, so this. So self, so self, so self and health and all of that comes forth after friends. That's his. You just listed off your own, which I think was like nine or 10 long. Yeah. How do you prioritize that? And I think your answer is like, I need to try and do it all. I won't. You know what I just did last week? You just cut the, out some stuff. No, I added more. My best friend and, my, and I, uh, Gus, Vice president of the Emo Brown Foundation. He's non profit bike rides. Five hundred one C three. I miss. I miss line <laughs> after Steve gets assassinated. <laughs> yeah, he's in, he's in line after after me. He's next. I miss riding bikes with that guy. He's a good dude. He's yeah, a, he's a great dude. He's my best yeah. dude. Yeah. Um, we just hired a golf coach, bro. We've been playing golf for like twenty years, and we're like, you know what? We got a lot of bad habits, man. We we don't know how to do this properly, that properly. So we have a golf coach. So now we see him once a week. And yesterday we uh, we went to the range. I had to deliver a keg to them. Um, to the golf course and we start, we just hit balls, you know, and just shooting the shit. And like, and I feel like some of my best conversations are just hanging out with this guy, you know, just shooting the shit. He's a dad. He's a business owner. He's part of my inner circle. You know, I don't have a lot of dudes in my inner circle, but it's like, we have parallel lives. So I feel comfortable with him. You know, we, throughout the whole pandemic, we've been hanging out, you know, like we, we, our families are close and then we have another set of friends, the, the RV zoos, and, and we all just hang out, you know, and, and I, I gravitate to those people because those guys are hustlers, you know, these are hustlers. They have families, they're grinding, they're looking to better themselves. They're looking to bring more on when people are looking to dump shit out, you know, and those are the people I associate and I really get along with. Cause I'm like, fuck, I want that. I want, I want to bring more on. So that being the case, we brought fucking golf classes on. That being the case, now we have our fucking soccer club. Ladies and gentlemen, our soccer club is now three and two, four and two. I believe we're four and two. And Division B over 30 at the East Lake Soccer League, slowly climbing the ranks Jesus to graduate Christ. to Division A. Look and at all these stipulations. You, you want to know, you want to know like a really weird piece of trivia that Here I Here we go. Love? I'm ready. I don't even. I, Raleigh probably, fingers. No, it probably, <laughs> it probably doesn't exist anymore. Do you remember the band The Darkness? Uh, yeah, bro. The big old white boy with the long hair. I believe anything I love. That's the one. Go ahead. So the darkness gets, <laughs> they get, they get. Bitch, don't act like you're not impressed, bro. That was pretty Falsetto good. Falsetto and everything. <laughs> so they get, they get real popular, like kind of overnight, right? Go ahead. It's yeah. like worldwide, super popular. And at some point I was like, I, I wanted to see them live. Cause I'd heard that their tours were, their, their live Bananas, shows, bro. Their live shows were like, great. Pass out on stage. The lead singer would like ride a flying tiger around the whole arena. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun as hell. I've done that on acid <laughs> <Anthony> special. So, <laughs> I so I look up. Shrooms. 
So I, I literally like Google, this is like 10 years ago, Flying maybe, tiger. maybe more. Uh, I Google like the darkness on and, and get to their website and their band's website. They were like, Oh yeah. Like, uh, we have a band, but who gives a shit? Check out our soccer team. And it was, it was oh, literally yes. the band, the band was part of a soccer team. And the whole website was like the standings for their league, their stats. They had like detailed Bro, stats. Bro, I'm into that guy. <laughs> like, they, they had like, they had like assists and goals. They had like every game had like a recap written. And I was like, oh my God, these guys literally do not yes. give a shit that they are in a band. All they care about is their soccer I've team. i become that guy. But it was amazing. <laughs> it was so, I was like, these guys absolutely have their priorities straight because they're not like, oh, they're like, oh, everyone is coming for the band. And they're like, oh, there's tour dates over here. Who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah, Check yeah. out our soccer there's team. There's a link hitting the was, one of the emblems <laughs> in the right-hand corner. It was so fucking cool. Bro, I was on the bench the other day, like at halftime or whatever, like in between shifts. And I took a picture of my Copa stock. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome on the Emo Brown Instagram. <laughs> that's, what I, <laughs> that's what I've become. I'm taking pictures of my soccer cleats. We're fucking in fourth or fifth place out of 12 teams, bro. It's like- I love foot. I love footy. That's my shit. Things like outside of the important roles of life that I like. I like 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 soccer. I like gambling. Do you like it more when Man U wins? I don't give a shit, bro. Oh, we yeah. just like Mister. Well, you were all over Instagram. Oh, let me go around the neighborhood doing shots with all my neighbors <laughs> who, who I know root for Man U. You were all over. Win or it. lose, yeah. dude. Manchester's always red. Don't ever fucking trip. We're good. All right, we good, boy. Today, you sure? March tenth. You sure? March tenth. Oddly enough, today, the day you bring this up to me, the day you bring this to me, March tenth, two thousand eighteen. Gus. My other inner circle dude, Julio, and myself ventured across the pond to watch <sighs> Manchester United defeat Liverpool at Old Trafford. I'm a little jealous. Uh, you should because it gets better. <laughs> All right. We sat in this fucking Sir Alex Ferguson box and where you could drink and wear your colors and be loud and obnoxious. We fucking hung out for, I think it was like eight days. Uh, right Valigantly. No. <laughs> is it Valigantly? No. What is the word? Uh. I don't know, like fucking uh, walking around like triumphantly all throughout Europe, dog. We we went to uh, Dublin and we went to Manchester. We went to London and it was fucking beautiful, dog. You Today saw London and France? Years. And then I saw Gennaro's underpants. Yeah, thank you. For where I was going. <laughs> um, three years ago, that's what was going on. And I need to do it again. This morning I got up, I was in the bathroom pooping before I go to work and I was looking at it and I should bing three years ago. You were at Old Trafford. I was Let's like, go. Oh. Let's I, I, go. I, no, no, that's the plan. That's the plan. Except this time we're taking our wives. Last time we went solo and it was fun. It was real fun. We were just drunk, belligerent bastards for like eight days. Let's go. But now we're just going to be, you know, mediocre, but let's, drunkers. Let's find <laughs> couples for three days. I mean, I'm not going to wear man new colors, but let's go. And I'm not watching your kids. so nice <sighs> Why not? You're Mexican. Isn't that what we do? Yeah, you're Damn, right. you're racist. I got him. What do you got for me, bro? Give me I'm, something else. I, mean, I feel I'm, like I'm, I'm Molly's godfather. I take him. You're Ollie's godfather? Remember? Damn. Hey, dude, I'm starting to get scared because every time I make that joke around my sister and Sean about their kid, they're like, hey, man, come here. Let me hold my godson. They look at me funny. Oh, because you're the wacky uncle, man. Uh, bro, not only am I the wacky uncle, they Wait, look at me like, mira, mira tu pinche, aquí está tu tío loco. Yeah. I'm like, oh. I was trying to translate for our white listeners. Yeah, no, I got loco. And I look at my mom and I'm like, why the fuck am I the crazy uncle? Like, what? What? How did this happen? Oh, it's because you're like ah. <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? The spirit it's like, ah. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. I'm gonna teach this kid some things, bro. Yeah. I'm a, my kids are gonna bully that kid. 
That's fine. Bro, all right, oh well. my kids are going to bully that kid in a good way. You Look, know, if, like, you don't, if, you don't, if you don't think godfathers and godsons are, are important in ahead. Sicilian culture. You're Sicilian. Then you haven't seen the movie. Tell me about the island that's getting kicked by the boot. I've never been there. I've, 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 Motherfucker, I've, even I've been there. I know. I have a cousin that is like illegally hanging out in Sicily and has for the last like six months. And he's like renting some like basement apartment and he like learned it. Legally, why? Well, because he got like the, you know, it's just like America. You get like a green card for a certain amount of time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So he's like, he's supposed to be there for like a week, like a tourist little green card thing. He's been there six months. And I'm like, what are you, what are you going to do? Like, cause he's, he's trying to, he thinks he's like a real estate investor and okay. buy houses. I'm like, how do you buy a house if you're not? And he's like, oh, well I got to get a, <laughs> I'm going to marry Americano. Yeah. But in reverse. I'm going to yeah. marry a Siciliano. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that. You still kept the accent. <laughs> I know. I'm going to marry a Siciliano. No, he's a. Uh, You've never been over there. No, I've, I've been, I have spent like a month in France couple days I spent. You're not from there. No. No. So I'm still couple, couple days I spent in Belgium. Never still, been, no, never been no. to Italy. I couldn't go to Spain because they're, uh, when I was there, like their train system was shut down because they were on strike. Um, never been to England, but really want to go. Um, I'm not, just hearing a bunch of shit of things he wants to do, way. but he hasn't done. Right. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Damn, it's a pretty if impressive we're going, let's go. Yeah. If we're going, let's go. <laughs> if there was a list of top 10 lists of places you want to go, but you haven't gone, yeah, it's a good fucking list there, Gennaro. <laughs> I, got, I got a list. I got a list. I went to Sicily and in Sicily, every block consists of a bakery, an ice cream shop and a fucking church, bro. That's all there is. It sounds like France, except the instead of the church in France, it's usually a butcher. And like the, the butchers in, in France have, uh, they either have a picture of a fucking horse in the window or they don't to signify whether or not they have horse meat. <laughs> it's like a big thing. Like you can either Jesus go to the butcher that has Christ. horse meat or you go to the butcher that doesn't. But yeah, other than that, it's, Bro, it's, in, in Sicily, it's a lot like TJ. Um, street performer wise, the little kids in Tijuas get down, bro. You know, they're juggling fire, whatever they're doing their thing. They're getting down, painting donkeys, whatever. But in fucking Zonkeys. Sicily, dog, the little street, the kids, street performers are next level, bro. They're playing the accordion. They, they got like, I was impressed. I have video of that shit. You keep looking at your watch. Let's I gotta, I gotta get out of here in like five minutes. I, I, I promise. Oh, let's stop the I, podcast because Gennaro's got. I leave. gotta go. I gotta go make dinner. No, you guys yeah, can keep going. Nice. I just gotta go make dinner. Sorry, Motherfucker, what are you gonna go get? You're gonna go get like uh, Papa John's, the fucking Chick Fil A or something. Nah, I gotta go. I gotta go make. I gotta go make some pasta. <laughs> I gotta go make it a pasta, and then I gotta go make it a gravy. My, my wife doesn't know how to make sauce because she's not Italian. Yeah, the oh, gravy. Look I at gotta that. go make it a gravy. Look at, that. Look at that. He knows. He knows. I make my own gravy. I made um. What did I make the fucking other day? I'm, if you if you if you're calling it gravy, then I know it's good. I make baked ziti for fucking eight people, bro, and well, nobody. It's, it's impossible to make it for yeah, less than and eight. nobody in the house fucking ate it. My kids are just like, and my this wife is, is like, "Why are you making that? You know I don't like it." It's like this I'm is what eating. happens when he starts fucking watching <laughs> Sopranos again. Is all bro, of a sudden season four, my third time going through Sopranos. All I've right? never I've never gotten past like halfway through season one. You're dumb. Things know, I've learned. I know things I've learned. <laughs> Watching this three times now as a business owner. Okay. Because before I was not a business owner watching okay. these things, and now I am a business owner watching these things. Don't trust anybody ever. Damn, you're making direct eye contact with me. And <laughs> don't trust people because they always fuck you. Especially not Two, white people. Eat at the gravy every day. Have a glass of vino. Dude, that, they just like to. I was like, it's like. Well, you said you make gravy, right? Yeah. 
Do you put wine in your gravy? Duh, motherfucker. Okay, Chianti, that's, that's, a little bit. Oh, oh, oh he knows. All What's right. up, dog? What's up? I know Sit it's now. We're going to wrap this up. Good. You ain't going nowhere. Right, Damn, right. Why are you holding it like fucking Axl Rose? Mm. <laughs> we got- <laughs> you're holding it like you're singing a song. You know, I'm looking for him to shimmy and shit. <laughs> Relax, fool. Your wife ain't gonna come and get you here. No, she might. I mean, you don't know. Nah, yeah, you I don't know. know. She's you she's she's know. driven and picked him up at the treehouse, bro. Oh, that's right. She, that's right. He, he his, yeah. his wife. He picked him she, up at the treehouse. He picked me up at the treehouse. I, I had a nice. We had a nice chat. I'd be like, you know, you got to keep an eye on Gennaro. You know, you got to get a little crazy. What were we drinking? You got me into blended scotch that night. Um, Ooh. bitch, I only drink bucanas, dog. I just is that what you're drinking? Yeah, every day. I, like, I, I went. I went home. I was like, Man I'm done with this single malt. I, I went. And I no, got, not that one. <laughs> no, no, no. That's Chivas. That's Chivas Riga. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I I went home and immediately bought like a bottle of Johnny Walker Black. I'm like, I'm in, I'm in on the blended shit. I'm in. Ironically, that's the same. That's the parallel to what Bucanas is. I love so Johnny yeah, Walker so we were just chilling, chill drinking Bucanitas. I drink a bottle of Bucanitas maybe once a month between oh, myself and people who come over and taking it to my parents' house and just hanging out. Bucanitas to me, bro, that's it's, it's easy drinking. It, it makes me feel nice, you know, warm and cuddly. Let's wrap this bitch up. Caesar, what do you got for me, Bubba? Racism. Damn. Oh, damn. No, hey, no, you, we, you came in here with a, like an intent. You wanted to make this an uncomfortable no, fucking podcast. That's what this fucking it guy wasn't, said. It wasn't yeah, uncomfortable. I, 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 made a, I made one remark and joke, and then you said, no, we talking about this. Have you never listened to the Emo Brown podcast? All we need no. is one fucking flicker of an idea, and then we just shoot the shit for like 56 I, minutes and did, 33 seconds. Did you ever watch 34 Wonder seconds? Wonder Shows? 35 in? seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder did you ever watch Wonder Shows in? Oh, no, what? I did not. There was a show. You can find it if you look What's for it. What's it called? Wonder Chosen. It was on uh, MTV2. Uh, I don't know if MTV2 still exists. It was on MTV2. It was the funniest show in the history of fucking TV. And the very first episode, they were like, and this episode brought to you by Mexico. And so like every, 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 every five minutes with no explanation, they would just be like Mexico and the, the entire country of Mexico would just go scrolling past the screen. And then they would just go. The entire country of Mexico would go scrolling past the screen. Yeah. yeah. Just okay. look up, look up, look up like wonder shows in episode one. It's great. Not, what do you, not wonder wall. You with your guitar. Yeah. Wonder shows, <laughs> wonder shows. It's the funniest show. If you're I've ever talking seen. about shows watching this morning. I got home from work early. Like everyone was still asleep. I, I sat down and I went on Netflix and there was this show called East East Bay Sushi or East Side Sushi or something. And, and it you're said deep diving. Yeah, it? deep diving. And it said I this just show canceled my Netflix. This oh, lame, bro. There's nothing um, good over there anymore. Uncultured fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there was this episode yeah, that like East Side fucking sushi, and it's about a, a Mexican young lady whose dad is a hard worker and she has a daughter and they run a, a fruit cart. And um, she wants to expand her her fucking chef capabilities, mm-hmm. and 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 she gets involved in this sushi restaurant. Motherfucker, bottom line, it was awesome. I got cut off because the kids woke up and they. And that one is my turn to watch it to be that. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool, whatever. I'm some cocoa pops. I'm gonna wa- no, no. We watch we kicks. They have kicks and Sherry's. Um. So yeah. So I want to watch that movie because it had a good. It had a good premise, and and, oh. and I feel like the delivery was on point, so I'm going to watch it. I only have like five days because I think it's going to be pulled from Netflix <laughs> in the next week. What are you watching? My next watch. Give me one recommendation. Give me one recommendation. I started it and I didn't finish it, but the new uh, Biggie documentary on Netflix. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was dope as shit. I heard it was boring, but okay. okay. I'll have to, I haven't watched it yet. I mean, nah, okay, I've just heard. I'll watch fucking Eastbound and Down or whatever you said. Uh, East Side Sushi, I think is what it's called. I don't even know if that's what it's called. She's from, she's from the Bay Area. She's in San Francisco. 
And it's a good movie from what I saw. Yeah, miss me with it's it. a lame ass movie, honestly. <laughs> honestly, Super it's a lame ass movie, but I love Thank the you. message and I wanted to see it. And my son, <laughs> I was with Jackie watching it in the morning. Your favorite? Yeah, my favorite kid. Yeah. And he was like, Daddy, why are they talking in Spanish? Um, push the button so she talks in English again. And I was like, I was like, homie, that's not how it works. So like I said, you need to learn. I said, you need to learn how to fucking understand and speak Spanish. Oh, we don't talk Spanish to you for nothing. I said, you got to learn. Yeah. And he's like, because I told him, I said, abuelita, you can't push a button, abuelita. She's not going to just speak English out of it. And she's like, uh, okay, but yeah. I, I, I want to like, learn what they're saying. I said, well, motherfucker, yes, you got to learn how to speak more Spanish. And that's the goal I'm going to set myself between now and the time they're fucking a little bit older. I'm not even going to give myself yeah, a teach him, teach him Spanish more, bro. Yeah. I didn't speak English until I was like five. No shit. Yeah, I think now. so. I, <laughs> I talk it. I don't speak it. <laughs> yes, you know, I'm signed on. I'm not the three piece. Give me a, what's your recommendation? The biggie What's your recommendation. Did you give me one? I don't even know. Not yet. No. What is it? Do you know what long way up is? The stairs? No. So, uh, <laughs> so you and McGregor and his best friend are like obsessed with right. spotting. Yeah, they're like obsessed with riding motorcycles, uh, and so they they they've done now three series. One called Long Way Round, where they rode their motorcycles from London to France, New, New York City. Um, you can't ride a motorcycle from London to New York City, motherfucker. You can. You, you go, can drown. No, you go the long way. You go the long way around. They went through all of Kazakhstan and Russia, and then they crossed the Bering Strait in in Alaska. And then they they came down to New York. Then they did one called Long Way Down. I'm gonna have to look at a map, motherfucker. Because I don't. <laughs> no, no, no. Then they did they did one called Long Way Down, where they rode from the northern tip of Scotland to the southern tip of Africa. Go ahead. And now on Apple Plus, they've done the third one, which is Long Way Up. You dropping dick right now that you have the Apple Plus subscription? Is that what Yo, you're doing? Look, I, 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 I had to buy a computer after I lost my job, and oh. they they just built in like here have a year of yeah, Apple Plus. Yeah, like, free, uh, so you've been out you've yeah. been you've been so, out of work for about a year. You better fucking start it's scrambling. Like six months, six months. You gotta start on. scrambling. So uh, <laughs> so so now they're now they're riding from the southern tip of South America to L.A. And it's just dope. It's dope. It's, it's Gael Garcia Bernal already did that shit when he was. Diaries. Yeah. All right. He was already did that. But he motorcycle did, Diaries and he was being like did Che Guevara. Do, did he do it on an electric motorcycle? No, motherfucker. With some charging and shit? He ain't got no privileges. It's dope. <laughs> so he, he ain't a hipster. <laughs> he ain't no hipster. Hey, the Motorcycle Diaries is a good movie. Dope ass. Not yeah. to shit all over it's your recommendation. It's a good book too. Yeah, and we don't read, dog. All right. We listen I to books. Know, we listen to books. We listen to books. over here, man. I listen to books. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a good podcast of absolutely nothing. But everything. At the same time. That's how we do it. That is a wrap for this episode of the Emo Brown, the Saddest Mexican podcast. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Emo Brown. Give us a shout out at Twitter. We're on there too. And at Facebook, for those of you who still use Facebook, we're on there as well. More importantly, give us a visit at EmoBrown.com. That's where you can find all of our episodes, all of the merch. There's more merch coming as well as access to the Patreon Club. Join in the Emo Brown Social Club. Don't be a stranger. Pop on in there. Join. Submit. Follow. Follow the pelo. We appreciate your support. Thank you very much. Big things are coming. See you